Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Pits of Motorcast. It's your host, Dave. I got a special guest, W.R. Buck, Ozark Mountain Shifters Drag Racing. How you doing? You there? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Now you race with the Ozark Mountain Motor Shifters, right? Ozark Mountain Super Shifters. Super Shifters. Yeah, I've raced with them since uh, about 1993. Uh, 90, well, 94, I guess it was. It was the first year I raced with them. And uh, on and off for since then. So, so did you do, do much racing this year with the crazy year we've been having? Actually, I did not do much race with them. I think I raced with them uh, three times. Uh, didn't have any luck. I made some changes to the card. Need to make some updates to it over the winter now. But uh, but uh, I re- also race a Mountain Motor Pro Stock car with my brother with Justin Kirk out of New Jersey. Not New Jersey, West Virginia, excuse me. And uh, so we was busy with that, too. So... Uh, I didn't race a whole lot with them, but uh, like you said, with the crazy year, kind of throwed everything in a tailspin. Yeah, hopefully 2021 is a better year. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> but, uh, then I know you're a big trumper like I am. Like I am. You're a big trumper like me, so we, we need to get this election <laughs> voter fraud over with and get Trump back in there, and, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm really worried of what's gonna uh, what's gonna happen to the economy and the prices of gas because it's been really great the last four years to be able to afford to go to the races and not cost you, cost you a fortune just getting there towing and stuff. That's a big. I think that's hurt racing more than anything was just the expense of getting to the races in the last twenty years going up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. He- also, I think. Uh, the uh, I'm kind of I, I'm I was like what you call not a real good bracket racer. I'm I'm always wanting to go faster every time I go out. So I'm kind of a, a poor bracket racer, but yeah. I have had some I have had some pretty decent seasons because we run completely without electronics and stuff. But uh, well, I say without electronics, we still run rap limiters and two steps. But, no delay boxes or throttle stops. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you watched any of uh, the president's you know, last rallies before the election day when he kept saying, if you get Biden in there, you get, get ready for your gas prices go up to like six bucks a gallon and all that. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch any of that because I just get so mad. But, uh, I just... Uh, I don't know where I read it or heard it, but I heard that uh, some of the companies ain't even doing uh, research on gas-powered cars anymore. Everything's going towards, I don't know how much truth there is in this, but everything's going to electric cars, battery-powered stuff, and Mm. alternate fuels, so they're not even really doing a lot of investing in research and development on gasoline powered cars or headed towards the electric version. Yeah. Uh, that's that. I mean, that sucks, but... Uh, 
So. All right. So now, of, so now, W. Are you in? Are you in Wisconsin? You said. No, I'm on the, by the border. With, I'm in Illinois, but you know, right close to the border. Close to the border. Okay. Yeah. So the track track nearest to me is Great Lakes Dragway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Been there since like 1955, I believe they opened. Oh, yeah. So now, so, so WR, how did how did you get into drag racing? How'd I get started? Well, it kind of started when I was a kid. I always loved drag, you know, fast cars. And, uh, I grew up with a dad that wasn't really a hot runner, but he did like driving fast and doing burnouts and stuff. And uh, he bought a new '63 Chevy the year I was born and. It wasn't a 409 car, but it was a 327 four-speed car, which we still own. And, uh, you know, he just wanted guys that wanted let nobody pass him. So we grew up loving fast cars. And uh, through the high school years, you know, our brother always had a fast car. Or, and uh, we never really felt, we come from a fairly, you know, middle-income family. So, you know, we had a car, we had to buy it or most time we put them together ourselves, bought a car and put a motor in it and fixed it up. But my brother Eddie was really the one uh, who really, you know, got us into drag racing. And uh, we started by just going to the local track, Kia Cut, Iowa, and Eddieville, Iowa, and with his cars. And then eventually, uh, that would have been. 79 and 80, 81, and then uh, when he graduated, he opened up a, a small speed shop, and that's when we really started focusing on drag racing more, so started out like everybody with a street car, and then just kept, you know, getting faster and faster, and uh, really... Really didn't really get into bracket, you know, real strong bracket racing on a stadium until the mid mid eighties, you know. Then we was trying to go every weekend, you know, like all bracket races. And then uh, my first really drag car was a seventy five Monza with a with stock rearing housing, stock rearing gears, and a three eighty three and nitrous. And, just a small percent of slicks and it was running we always run eighth mile around here so you know it was running seven o's 102 or so in eighth mile and didn't have a lot of luck with it because it was really inconsistent with the nitrous and stuff and being real high geared it had like a 273 gear rear end in it so it wasn't real consistent but uh, then we moved up to a I bought a 68 Corvette, and it was a really, it was the first drag car I had, and uh, put a 468 in it and a power glide, and, and that was back when I was not what we call true, you know, true blue drag racer, because I run automatic and delay boxes and stuff, and, uh, you know, it ran 590s, 580s, 570s, and then, uh, I sold it and bought my first stick shift car with a 500-inch pro stock motor and a uh, four-speed Lenko, and I've had a stick car ever since. 
and mostly just race with the super shifters. And then I probably run that car for three years. It was a 59 Camaro, two or three frame rails and uh, struts. And it ran like five O's and five teens. And knowing what I know now, it should have went a lot faster. But I didn't know what I was doing. I was just a kid in over my head. But, you know, that kind of, we all learned. The more we raced, the more we learned. Oh, yeah. And then, and then, uh, sold that car to build a house and then, uh, set out for about three, I think probably three years and then bought another car and raced it a few times with a paraglide. I guess I did run that car like twice with a paraglide. And then, uh, it was just a back half 68 Camaro and it's the car I still have to this day. And that'd been 99, I believe. That would been 2000, 2000 is when I bought that car and uh, raced a few times then, stripped it down and uh, put a chrome molly tube chassis under it and ran it a few years with just a small 468 in it. Uh, broke the crankshaft in that and then bought a uh, 598, found a used motor and put a 598 all aluminum. Donovan in it and uh, sheet metal tunnel ram and dark 360s. It was a motor Al Parker built back in, I think he told me, 93. And this is a motor that's made me a real good friend with Al Parker out of Newton, Iowa. Builds racing engines, builds a lot of sprint car engines, and uh, run a lot of modified production stuff back in the 70s and 80s. And, that engine kind of got me and him together, and uh, he's the only one that's really done much to it since. And me and him's become good friends, and uh, so I just pecked away at it and started out. It ran four nineties and just camshaft changes and fresh pistons, and now we're down to basically and everything else has basically been the same. Uh, Except for in 2000, I, sh I shouldn't say that, 2013, uh, I ran it off the end of the, excuse me, I'll back up here. I did have some success with that car because in 2003, I ran the, won the Super Shifter Championship. And also at that time, there was a Midwest Pro Stock Association, Nostalgia Pro Stock, which really wasn't Nostalgia Pro Stock, but that's what they called it. And, uh, I ran that and I won several races with them in that group. And I won the championship in 2003 with the Super Shifters. And then I finished second or third the next three or four years. And then in 2007, I won the championship again. And, uh, and then I believe 2008, uh, well, excuse me, 2007 is when my brother got cancer. So uh, after that, in the fall of that year, I pretty much parked the car for 2008 and set out while he was getting, going through that. And then uh, 2009, I raced quite a bit. And that's when I ran the car off into the track at the old 
podunk track in Missouri. Uh, well, I won't call it a podunk track, but it's a fairly small track and not real long and real narrow, but I ran it off to the track, lost my brakes, went off to the beating field, and uh, that's when I decided to update the car for the second time and put a fiberglass body on it and lightened it up quite a bit and painted a different color. And uh, uh, so been racing that way since then, but I've not had as much success with it since I painted it. Unless the blue must have been a better color for me than the candy apple reddish color we painted it. But, uh, I have been able to win a few races here and there with it since then. Uh, most notably the Fuel Walter Nationals race in Eddieville. I ran it, won it in, I believe, 16. And uh, one, or, one or two of us here and there. Uh, but uh, we've had a good time. Most time anymore, my brother goes with me. Back in the earlier days, my family went more with me, but they've grown up and uh, went their own ways. Racing's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Now you said you, know. you started running with the Ozark Mountain Super Shifters in 93, you said? I believe it was 94. I first said 93, but I mm-hmm. actually believe it was 90. I, I changed cars at the end of 93. And then the next car I got was in 94. It was a Camaro. Uh, a 69 Camaro. Mm-hmm. That I raced, I believe, for two years or two and a half years. And then I sold it. And then went to a 68. And then uh, in about 99, I believe, then a 99. Then I've been racing it every year since. Well, there again, I, I'm, I'm forgetting things because in 2010, when I wrecked my car, running off the track, I did park it while I was having it painted and then uh, raced the old Corvette that we had years ago that I started out with, I raced it for, uh, I believe, three years, two and a half, three years with a 460 and a four-speed link coming in. And uh, uh, it was uh, a really kind of a homemade chassis, but it still had part of the stock frame in between the front and rear from stubs. And it was a very crude car, but uh, looked good on the track. <laughs> Done. Uh, would really hook up in a mudslide. It was really heavy on the back wheels. But and then uh, we parked it in when we got my other car back to the paint shop in the end of 2013, I believe it was. But uh, uh, and then. The last two years, like I said, I haven't raced a whole lot of, of uh, super shifter races because we've been racing our, excuse me, uh, our mountain motor pro stock car. We have a Cavalier that we run with uh, the PDRA. Last year we had Tony Gilly drive it for us, and this year we had Justin Kirk. And uh, so that's kind of cut into my racing some, but. Uh, but that's about all we know is drag racing. All we do, that and family. So how, how did you meet up with the Ozark Mountain Super Shifters? Uh, they was at a track that we went to 
back in the day, back in 19 and, uh, well, actually, that's what I'm getting mixed up on, because 93 is the first year that we've seen them, and that was at Winsville, Missouri. At the end of the year, we went down there and seen them, and uh, we thought, man, that looks like fun. It was the big wheelies and had screaming small blocks and... Uh, range of cars with them and we just thought man that looked like something we'd like to do so uh my good friend kyle smith we'd sold him a 68 camaro and uh i think he joined just a month or two before me and uh he had a just a 68 camaro with a doug nash five speed and a, uh 427 and he ran it for a few months like I said, I think he joined one race ahead of me, and then uh, I got my car done, and I joined him in 94, and then raced about every race with him for the first few years. I, I'd miss one one or here and there, but uh, like I said, up until about until my brother got cancer, I hardly ever missed a race, but uh, and that kind of things really changed when that happened, so. Uh, and of course got a family too but uh, they're a really good bunch of peep racers we've had generally have anywhere from 30 to 50 members uh, not all of them show up a race at the same time because we're scattered from Illinois to Iowa to Kansas to, uh, we've had one from Battle Creek Mission, Michigan for that race with us for several years uh, Indiana uh, but for the most part, most all of us are from Illinois, Iowa, and Missouri. Uh, a few from Kansas, but uh, really good group of guys. Uh, we've got second generation racers running with us. Uh, actually, uh, we've got dad that's raced with us, and now their kids are racing with us. And we got. Uh, Grandpa's at race with us now. Got grandkids racing with us, so it's it's pretty cool that you know the group has stayed together as long as it had. Uh, I, I'm not real sure what their first year was. I want to say it's been together since 1992, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the funny thing is that the group that's together now, none of us are from the Ozarks. Uh, but uh, but we've kept the same name just because everybody knows us by the super shifter name. Right. Uh, have you ever seen us or been to a race where he's at? Or no, I've seen videos on uh, YouTube. That's about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went to Union Grove in '95 or '6. Uh, at one time, there. Uh, both of my brothers raced with uh, I got two brothers and we both all three raced with the super shifters at one time uh, we had three cars running with them but, uh, so so we're pretty you know like I said we've really sort of tried to support them through the years so is there a president of the shifters what's that now I said Fred Ozark Mountain, um, yeah, sir, is there a president? Yeah, there is. The president's Billy Leaf. 
L-E-A-F. Uh, he's out at Kiawani, Illinois. And uh, we usually have a meeting every uh, March, kind of the beginning of the season meeting, uh, update everybody, and uh, that usually happens uh, somewhere. Generally, in either Cedar Rapids or Iowa City, or somewhere up there, but uh, Billy Leaf, uh, he runs in the group, he runs a 60, or excuse me, a 70. Uh, Nova, but uh, we have a board of, uh, you know, board members, and nobody makes a decision on their own, you know. We get together and we vote on it, and uh, the rules have pretty much stayed the same forever, you know. Uh, no air-operated clutches, you know, or magnets, odolate boxes, uh, all naturally aspirated, no electronic fuel injection or uh, nitrous turbos, supercharged or anything like that. Uh, cars got to run faster and uh, got to dial faster than 1099. Uh, we really, it's really frowned on if you can't. Uh, well, 1099 or 699 eight mile, but uh, through the years, the group as a whole has gotten a lot faster. Uh, it used to be we had a lot of mid-six-second cars or mid-ten-second cars. Now we have them all the way down to, we have Scott Linder out of uh, Iowa. He runs 680s, 202 and 430s in the eighth mile, you know, 632 Grand Dam, uh, natural aspirated, uh, and... Uh, He's probably the fastest. Dave River out of uh, Iowa. He also runs Pro Stock. He's got a one of our old cars, actually. Uh, a uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, uh, can't remember if it's uh, Sway. Uh, can't remember his first name, but he runs Pro Stock out of the East Coast. But it's a Firebird. He runs with us. Uh, his boys. Now he's had his daughter race with us. Now his son races with us. Like I said, so uh, we've had a lot of family stick in the group and stay in race. Uh, but it's a really good group. I mean, anybody got a stick shift car that's interested should get a hold of Bill and talk to him. I mean. Uh, We'd like to get more uh, corporate sponsors involved so we can pay out better. But, you know, that's always, a, uh, you know, with the economy and the way things are changing, that's hard to do, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but we've all learned, you know, we race for the fun of it. We, it just helps. To, it's nice to make enough money to pay expenses and stuff. But, you know. And we are a show, but we do race. You know, we don't. Uh, it's not a just a you know uh, what do I want to say uh, expedition type deal. You know, we do put on a show, and but we do race. So uh, is there anything else you want to know about them or? 
Now, have you guys ever been up to Cordova? You know, Cordova. Oh, we, yeah, we go. Yeah, we go to Cordova. We used to go twice a year, but you know, through the years, the management's changed there, and so we don't go as often. Uh, I believe we went once. Uh, well, I went up there twice this year, but uh, generally, uh, the super shifters used to go twice a year, every year, but. Uh, we always had the, the final race of the year, so whatever decided the championship there. But like I said, the management's changed and the racetrack's changed hands. So uh, yeah, Dom, Dom, you go there. Dom, Dom, the Dom, years has been Dom, Dominique Blasco running. Yeah, he's running now. Yeah, and he's had us up there. Like I said, I think we were supposed to go this year, but with the COVID, I don't think we went. Uh, Dominic's had us there uh, a, a couple different times, but not as much as in the older days back when. Uh, uh, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but I'm sure you know him. Uh, Along the track for years and years. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't think of the name off off my head, top of my head either right now. Uh, it'll come to me here in a minute, but uh, but he went to work for NHR or. IHRA for a while and then went to Topeka and ran the track out there and we actually went out to Topeka uh, a couple of years in a row and uh, we go to Wichita, Kansas. Uh, we've been to Joliet because I think Joliet's no more anymore. Uh, we go to Cedar Falls, Iowa. We used to go to Earlville. Uh, we haven't been for several years. I think Bill Castle runs that track, or still does, I believe, or owns it. Uh, but we've been kind of all over the Midwest. Uh, uh, Cordova is really one of my favorite tracks. It's usually pretty smooth, and the tracks are really good. The people's always friendly and nice there. Even since they've changed hands and stuff, I've really enjoyed the people there so uh, uh, so what so when you guys came up the Great Lakes Dragway how, how'd you like that track uh, it was a lot of fun uh, the weather kind of got us that time uh, it rained on us sprinkled and so but uh but it's a lot it's a cool track and uh promoter back then was really great yeah I don't know if got the same promoter now or... yeah Broadway Bob was back then right yeah yeah yeah, yeah there'll never be another Broadway unfortunately no no you sound like Ron Leak out of Byron we, we've been to Byron too have you ever been to Byron yeah that's another yeah. another old track yeah it's a, I really like that track too now we don't get up there as much but uh, it's a cool track. Uh, now we did go up there one year, run the Willie contest, but, uh, but it was cold and snowy that time. Only time I've ever been to the racetrack when I, I was sitting in the car in the stage and lines and had snow flurries hitting the windshield. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. But uh, that's a really cool track too. So let me ask you this, WR. After all these years of drag racing now, what still keeps you passionate about doing it? 
<laughs> they need for speed. The competition. I, I mean, like I said, me and my brother had we we want to win, but you know, uh, it's just cool to me. I've had the same motor for now for almost twenty years, and we just me and Al Parker just pecked away at it, making little changes, and it's went from you know, of course, I've made other changes, but it's went from running four nineties when I first put it in there and got the same head to the same block. Uh, and everything, and now we're running 460s, and I want to run 450s with the same car. You know, I mean, I can put a bigger motor in it, and or nitrous, or you know, big big change. But I just I know I can run 50s with what I got, and I'm going to do it. So I just want to go faster. Uh, I don't have a lot of desire to go stupid fast anymore because I am uh, 58 now, getting a little older. And got a family to worry about, but uh, just the competition. Just love the competition. You know, if I could lose enough weight, I'd love to run a pro stock car. But the way it is right now, I can't get light enough to make the car comp- competitive. So I'm a kind of big guy. So, but uh, just uh, need a speed. You know. Uh, and, you know, that's, like I said, and that's all we know. You know, we just, we're the happiest when we're at the racetrack, you know. Even a bad day is a good day to track, you know. So, but uh, do you race yourself? No, I just go watch and do videos here uh, and there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a disease. You can't get it out of your system, you know. I talk, all the old racers always say, you know, the only way they can, you know, once they leave, they just, don't go to the track, but I enjoy helping. We have a lot of customers that race too, and uh, I enjoy seeing them, you know, helping them to see them set their personal best or win races. So, uh, and uh, that kind of goes along with her business, you know. So we just uh, have a good time, and that's what I enjoy. You know, it's just it's just this need for speed and the, and the people, you know. That's a big thing too, you know. They're like family, you know. So, and I know, you know, people probably get tired of hearing that, but that race, you know, racing family. But it is the truth, you know. They're just, uh, you know. That's that being said, we got one of our dear friend, race, good racers and friends. It's fighting the COVID right now in Fort Byron, Illinois. And you know, really need to say a prayer for Gary Clavon because uh, Gary's been a stable he's got a high wine a small block in a 65 chevelle does big old wheel stands and he's had the same car since i believe 71 it's always been a stick shift car and uh and he's in the hospital right now so you know there again you know worrying about family thinking of him but uh but uh you know just just the camaraderie and just the need for speed Perhaps want to win one more race, you know. Yeah, we'll definitely say a prayer for him. Yeah, I appreciate it. Oh yeah. By the way, um, one one of our uh, super, you know, outlaw nostalgia pro side guys up here, he just got an accident, lost his wife in an accident. So you know, condolences go out to him and his family, Rich Wilhelm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so terrible. I just I had a friend call and tell me about that, and that was just that's horrible. 
when they lose his, lose his wife and him still in the hospital, he's in pretty serious condition too. So yeah, definitely want to say a prayer for him and uh, be thank of him. Yeah. Uh, have you, uh, speaking of nostalgic postdoc, that's another group we run with too, with our, uh, our brother 67 Camaro, the famed warlock. Uh, we run with the nostalgic postdoc with Mark Pappas and uh, oh, yeah, Kevin Lawrence and I've had Mark, Mike Ruth and I've interviewed, I, I've interviewed Mark Pappas, Mike Ruth, and Kevin Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, they're all great guys. Teddy Peters. Did you interview Teddy? Yep, sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy's a super nice guy. They probably all got a lot more colorful stories than me, but I'm kind of a I don't, I'm kind of a, not much of a talker, so I'm sorry if I'm a bad interview, but no, I apologize. You, no, you're doing fine. You're, 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 you're like giving a lot of information now. You're talking here. Yeah, but, uh, but I guess I haven't really told a whole lot about my car, but I did quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, we've, uh, we've had a really good time. Racing, and like I said, that's what we do, you know. So, so what do you enjoy most about being a drag racer? Uh, the most the drag race, I guess, it's just the competition. You know, you, you, everything's in your control, pretty much. You know, if you play stick and ball sports or roundy round racing, you know somebody else can take you out or a caution flight can cause you to lose a race. Drag racing is pretty much all on you, you know, especially where I do all the work on the car and do all the, make all the tuning calls, you know. If I lose, it's my fault, you know. It's all on me. So, I mean, I like to, basically, the, having the control of, you know, my destiny or the race in my hands, you know. It's up to me to do cut a good light and make sure the car is tuned right and make sure everything works right so uh, I like to have it you know the feeling like you're in control you know not uh, having somebody else uh, change the outcome or something it's it's up to you you know yeah that's the I never played a lot of stick and ball sports or uh and I have round around race just a little bit, but not much. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's mostly the thrill of having it all in your... And, you know, you always get nervous a little bit, but once you're strapped in the car, you know, you feel like you're Superman. And uh, I've noticed that I got older. Uh, I probably drive the car a little, you know harder than I used to, you know, I might stay in a little longer than I should have, but, uh, and I think that's maybe, uh, uh, comes back to not wanting to disappoint anybody or let anybody down, but, uh, it's, a uh, it's just a thrill, just, you know, it happens fast, it's only four seconds or so at a time, and, you know, for years and years, I was known in the group as kind of the burnout, the burnout king. Uh, uh, 
even had t-shirts made that had it on it for a while but uh, as tires got more expensive I've kind of shortened that stuff up but uh, burnouts are a lot of fun oh you know, yeah you know 100 miles an hour if the tires are bowling you know and running past the finish line and backing up you know and the fans really love that stuff you know they eat it up you yep. know uh, they don't do good for winning but that being said I have won a lot doing it but uh, there's nothing that's what made John Force famous was burnouts and uh, the fans just love it you know you can hear it uh, when you're backing up and screaming and hollering and uh, so that's kind of what I was known for for years and years and I still have people come up to me and say you remember that time when you done that burnout past the finish line or, or man I remember seeing you I thought the throttle hung open you know so it's cool having people come up and kind of giving you that a boy or a pat on the back for entertaining them you know but, uh, but like I said I've gotten older and wiser and that's harder on the valve springs harder on the clutch and well, I've shortened them up a little bit. Once in a while, we'll go someplace, and my brother will stick his head in the window and say, "Take it on out there," you know. And and the fans appreciate it. So. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a local friend up here named uh, Kevin Penny. He just went to the Grove. Uh, I think it was last weekend. He went up there with his car for testing too, and he put his Trump flag on the back car. Did like an eighth mile burnout. He said. All he saw was everybody in the in the stand standing up with cameras. Uh, they were all taking pictures and video of him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's just so cool. And uh, uh, we got to get him back in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, that that's you know, and with a super shifter, that's part of you know we're there to put on a show, you know, so. Uh, No, no, no. Is there anything that you hate about being a drag racer? Uh, not really. If, if there's one thing I don't like, is the traveling. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, I much rather go to a close race track. Once I've traveled for a day or two and get to a track, I'm happy. But I'm fine. But. I just dread getting everything loaded up and dragging it all across the country. But that's the only thing that I can say that I don't like about drag racing is the uh, is the travel. You know, and you're going to have that with anything. So I guess that ain't just about drag racing. But as far as drag racing itself, no. If I was doing drag, you know, I like you know, I prefer eighth mile, but quarter miles okay. Uh, I know a lot of the purists, you know, frown upon eighth mile, but uh, I really like the eighth mile. You know, my my theory is nothing good or exciting happens in the second half, and if it's exciting, it's not good. You know, so you know, you, you do all the gear changing and driving in the first half, and you're just along hanging on to the wheel for the second half, and uh, but. Uh, I'd say just the traveling, mostly, you know, for the most part, uh, 
that's the only thing. That and you can't do it in winter, but that ain't the drag race's fault, you know. Right. <laughs> now, now, if you could have the if if you could have the fans remember one thing about your WR, what would you want that one thing that the fans remember to be about you? Uh, always putting on a good show, and always being friendly to them when they come up to me in the pits. You know. Want not, whether it was wanting an autograph or just want a picture with the car, I'd want them just to remember. I'd always, you know, remember I was there to put on a show and always did my best. And, uh, that I was always, you know, approachable to the pits. You know. Now do you put a, the do biggest thing? That's the biggest thing I'd want them to remember for. You know. Now do you put a lot, a lot of people in the seat of the car in the pits? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've got, I've had people come up to me, uh, like I was telling you about the little podunk trunk track, and I, I should call it podunk, but it's it kind of is compared to the bigger tracks, you know. It still has mostly gravel pits and uh, stuff, staging lanes, but uh, but it's a really cool track, and the fans are the best there. The fans are absolutely the best. And uh, I've had fans come up to me, you know, the, I had one just two years ago come up to me and said, you know, you remember this guy? And he was the kid was like six five, you know, and two hundred and fifty pounds. I'm like, uh, no, not really. He goes, well, we got a picture of him sitting in your car and still on his bedroom wall, you know, and uh, along with the T-shirt he bought from me, you know. So that was pretty cool, you know, to have kids come back. That's all grown up and actually got kids of their own, you know, and still have memorabilia from when you, you know. But I don't, like I said, well, I think I'm nobody famous or nobody remembers that much about me. But, uh, so, yeah, we have quite a few people come up and want to sit in the car or, or not even want to. You know, we just offer, you know, see them looking and, you know, being shy and we say, hey, you want to sit in the car, you know, or want your picture taken with it, you know, or do you want me to take a picture of you and your dad by the car or whatever. And they always, you know, so that's uh, part I enjoy most about it, you know. Is the fans, you know? Yeah, nice. nice than, a nice thing about Union Grove is how they got the return road going right past the fans. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's not many tracks designed that way anymore, or maybe none. I guess actually Gateway is a little bit that way because you do tow by some of the stands, but not that many of them actually. Uh, and Cedar Falls was a little bit that way, but, uh, but yeah, Union Grove is right by him. That's cool. Yeah, you could see how much they appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so now, what was it like for you to get behind the wheel for the first time of a, you know, a drag race car and go down the drag strip? How, were you nervous? When was the first time? Yeah, first time you ever, uh, first time you ever went down a drag strip. Were you nervous? Oh yeah, it was a uh, nineteen and eighty one. I had a sixty nine Chevelle streetcar, and it was at Keokuk, Iowa. Uh, I lost first round because the car run. It was real slow, street tires and a small block, and a three speed. Uh, it was a cool car, but it was kind of an oddity. It was a SS396, which the motor had long been blowed up, and I'd put a 350 in it. But the SS396 
three speed on the floor with factory air conditioning. And uh, I took that thing up there. My uh, brother took his 70 Schmel 427 car up there, and I uh, tagged along, took my car, and entered it, and uh, made three time trials. It was run like 9.30, real slow in the eighth mile. And uh, I'll never forget this. That was one of my, one, actually, I would say this is probably the one time I felt really, uh, I won't say be treated, but uh, treated unfairly. It was my very first time at your track. My car had no line lock. And uh, when I went up the stage, I turned both bulbs on before the other guy got staged or pre-staged. And uh, like I said, this is my first time at the drag strip. And uh, no line lock and no way to really hold it from rolling. And when I went in the stage, I rolled plumb up, turned the second light on. And they disqualified me. They red-lighted me for staging. And that, uh, I was, but it didn't dis- discourage me. I didn't want to head and drag race. But, but I was just so pissed. I'm like, come on, guys. I thought that was my first time ever racing. You'd let me you know, have one. But, yeah. You know, <laughs> rules are rules, you know. They, back then, they had driver's meeting. And they said, you know, be sure and wait, you know, for the other guy to pre-stage. And, uh but, uh, you know, it's frowned upon now, but I've never seen any track this, you know, red light you for doing it nowadays. But, uh, but that was my first time at the track. And, uh, that had been 1981, which seems like a lifetime ago now. Now, now do you have any drag racers that you look up to? Uh, yeah, and a lot of people... Uh, and they're the same ones a lot of people do. I really look up to uh, uh, Don Garlitz. I always liked, uh, looked up to him because he worked on his car, built his cars, and raced, drove his cars, you know. But he's a lot of people's heroes. But uh, I won't really say he's my hero, but I looked up to him and uh, Warren Johnson, uh, you know, uh, about any of the guys, Larry Morgan is one of my, uh, actually a friend of ours and a guy I always looked up to because he was, and I'd say he's probably my number one guy I look up to uh, because he he always treated us just like, you know, and we've become friends after that. He's real good friends with my brother. I won't say real good friends, but pretty good friends with my brother and uh, always talked to us at the track, always, you know, giving us advice about the crap we're doing, you know, uh, and always done his own thing, you know. So I always looked up to Larry uh, a, a lot, you know. So how many crew members do you take out with you when you go racing? Uh, with my car, it's usually just me and my brother and maybe one other guy show up here, one other girl, you know, uh, and it's usually, you know, uh, if he can't go, I take either my daughter or a friend. And uh, it, it's it's hard to do with just a couple guys. But we, we always have, a, I won't say crew show up, but a lot of times uh, friends will show up and uh, depending on what track it is. But as far as taking with me, I usually just take two people with me. Uh, and... Uh, 
one let them do the parachute and I do the clutch work and the tuning on the motor and uh, uh, but through the years I went took as many as you know I had one friend who back when I was doing a lot of winning he went with me all the time and it was mostly just me and him and uh, we had a real good great routine I done the clutch and the uh, the tuning on the motor and he packed the parachute and kept good check on the tires and stuff, you know, in the fuel. And, uh, you can do it with two guys, but it's, it's a lot of work, you know, because uh, like I said, my car is not a real good bracket car. You know, I'm more of a go fast guy. So I got a small radiator, small battery, you know, where all the hardcore bracket racers, you know, runner alternator, run a big radiator, you know, uh, and, uh, and try to just run the same every time instead of trying to pick up a hundreds here and there every time. But I just, I'm just screwed up that way. I just want to run as fast as I can for that day and in conditions. So that's what I always do. But, uh, so do you, like I said, go ahead. So do you have any sponsorship at all? None at all, other than our business that we run, uh, Buck Brothers, Sunny Slope Automotive. We, uh, that's about the only sponsorship I got. And uh, Parker Performance, Al Parker, that uh, does my engines. He gives me a good break, and uh, uh, another local business helps out with some of the travel expenses. Uh, Bojack Fabrication and uh, Jepson Lumber both help us when they can but uh, I don't like asking for a whole lot because with the, the way things are you never know when you're going to have to miss a race and I feel like if I'm going to take a, somebody's money I need to go to all the races that I agreed to you know and uh, so if I can, uh, can manage I try not to pound people for sponsorship uh, now that being said if I could come across a really good one you know the money's there that opens up things where you can do more but, uh, but to just uh, I don't want to let anybody down so I just kind of do what do what I can with what I can get and uh, not feel obligated to because uh, with our group where we travel a lot different places you know uh, I'm not going to do a, a local business a whole lot of good in you know Cordova, Illinois because nobody up there is going to come to the local lumber yard you know and do business and uh, so that's kind of why I've never hit up the local businesses a lot so I don't really feel like I can give them a good return on investment with not being a track you know close to our home base here and uh, I've never really pursued national, you know, uh, big companies, you know, that's national wide, nationwide or anything like that. Yeah. So now, WR, what, what would you consider to be the fondest memory of your drag racing career? Uh, probably... Probably the back when I run the Stouchers Pro Stock, uh, 
uh, went on a race with my mom there. Because my mom uh, went to a lot of races, but I hardly ever done good when she was there. But uh, at Westfield, Missouri, back in uh, 2003, I finally won a race when she was there, and my family was all there. But, uh, nice. but I've got a lot, lot of good memories. Uh, Any time I won when my family was there was a good time. Uh, uh, I have a good fond memory of racing in the beginning, back when I run the automatic car. I won a quick eight race, which back then it wasn't all that quick. But I beat Tommy Johnson Jr. in the final. Always remember that. Because uh, Tommy's went on to, to do great things. Right. So that was a big moment. And uh, uh, winning the championship in 2007 was a big deal. Because uh, that year my brother had cancer and I had a different crew member with me about every race I went to, somebody different to help me, and I still won the championship, so I was pretty proud of that season overall. But, uh, but the fondest one probably is winning in front of my mom, or my mom. Now, so. now if people want to f- follow the Ozark Mountain Super Shifters, what's the best way for people to follow, follow the group? Uh, you can follow them on Facebook. Uh, Ozark Mountain Super Shifters. Now there is two different, I uh, think, web lane names on the thing. Where you can follow us on Facebook, uh, and uh, and I, be honest with you, I can't remember. I think it's Ozark Mountain Super Shifters. Just that's it. Uh, and also you can uh, uh, oh, what was I gonna say? I think that's about the only two places, or the only places on Facebook were on there, and uh, they got a web page too, uh, but it's changed through the years, so I'm not 100% sure on it, if they've been keeping it up. Uh, we've changed uh, the people that's keeping up with it or updating it has changed, so... Uh, I know you can keep up with us on Facebook, uh, on Ozark Mountain Super Shifters. And, uh, so. Okay, so now before we close out this interview, WR, you have any uh, final words or thank yous you want to do before you close? Oh, yeah, I just got to thank the good Lord and thank my family for letting me to do this. And uh, just Al Parker performance, you know. Uh, for always being there to help me and give me advice. My brother, especially my brother, has been by my side through all of it. And uh, and the rest of my family, just got to thank them all uh, for supporting me and being there for me. Awesome. Well, thank thank you very much for uh, doing this interview today. No problem, David. Thanks for calling me. I hope I didn't disappoint you. No, no, it it was beautiful. It was fun. Okay. Well, nice talking to you. We'll do another one in the future. Hopefully, we talk about some big wins. Okay, that'll be awesome. I wish you the best of luck with the rest of this. I mean, uh, next season, twenty twenty one. All right. 
Maybe we can talk about a pro stock win in the South or a pro stock, not more pro stock or something. Sounds good. Well, you have a great night, WR. You too, David. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye bye.